leap and a fall. The Each One Teach One installment by Prentice B. Johnson Published by Heesh Worldwide Publishing Copyright 2020 All rights reserved. A Leap and a Fall Chapter 12 Stand for Justice, Continued, Report of Violations and Unfair, Practice, Part 2 Government My manager's name is Rob Saba of Rotorooter. I'm contacting you to report unfair practices, negative and unfair behavior patterns, inability to manage, and violations that have recently occurred, perpetrated by Rotorooter manager, Rob Saba, and Sewer Solution Specialist, SSS, training staff. These concerns are being submitted in fact, truth and honesty. I swear, this information holds most holy, the truth whereby fact, and the best of recollection. I am submitting a full report as to all of the violations, including those your department does not handle, and, I will also submit the same information to other departments and authorities including the Governor, MN Department of Labor Authorities, Attorney General, Secretary of State, EEOC, and Whistleblowers Authorities, and Rotorooter Vice President. First and foremost, I will report fear for my safety. Twice, I've re-replaced my vehicle return steering line. The first time, I was training with Chris Graham. He called me, asked me where I wanted to eat lunch. I requested Devani's. He told me to meet him there. I went to Devani's in Golden Valley. Then against my will, I was forced to send Chris directions. I'm certain that is the one Devani's in the area. He could have looked it up on Google Maps. To continue, he claimed my instructions were not simple enough, and he asked again. Then, Chris suggested that we go to a different restaurant, around the corner. When it was time to go to the customer's residence, Chris stayed behind. He arrived about 20 to 30 minutes later. I believe this behavior is suspect. Reasonable suspicion prevails akin to Chris's late appearance. When I came out, my return steering line had been compromised. It was no longer connected in the center, the portion that was fused by the manufacturer. The side I'd tightened was secure. I have photos. When I tightened it, that time, I secured all three possibilities of disconnection. This time, I drove home to file this report. Due to the reoccurring issue with my vehicle, I asked to use a commercial truck. I was offered a van. The first van was perfect. It was clean, no maintenance matters. When I was finally able to get into the garage, per Rob Saba's instruction, I took the van from the garage and went home. Then, Rob called me and said that I'd taken the wrong van. It was the only van located in the area of his directions. Rob requested, 
I bring the van back and pick up the second van. Steve left the van in the same place. The second van was dirt. It had a cracked windshield. An obstruction violation, there were problems. But I did not want to complain for they were being helpful. When I got the second van home and it set overnight, problems began. First, I couldn't start the commercial van. I noticed tires were low. I invited a former associate, Dennis Askland, a truck mechanic, to look at the issue. He helped. It was just the battery cable. The next day, when I went to work, I stopped at the gas station to fill up. On my way to my first customer, just outside the gas station parking lot, the brakes went out. I contacted Rob, immediately. I suggested I call insurance and have them pick it up. My car was fixed the next day. Drastically, the thought that Rob's behavior was in conjunction to a conspiracy to cause me a bad accident does not leave my mind. I remember the suggestion that made me check the brakes. I think I know who it was. I believe I know how they were able to make the suggestion. I feel like Steve was ordered, by suggestion, to give me a vehicle that suffered eclectic safety violations. And Steve purposely set the vehicle brakes to fail on the highway. There is a song I listen to by Mac AAO, still standing. I cry when I listen. I can't get this scenario out of my mind. The words make this incident so clear. The following safety concerns have occurred constantly. At sites of excavation, employees do not wear safety jackets. Although, a safety jacket is required upon entrance of a worksite, of the sites that I've entered, only one of the SSSs, Manny Castro, wore his safety jacket, once. Of the five or more sites that I attended where work was being completed, including with Manny Castro and with Chris Graham, no safety jacket was worn at all. On sewer sites of mainline penetration through the drain, stack cleanout, and mainline cleanouts, without being directed in training by other SSSs, I am the only sewer solution specialist who wears safety goggles. No sewer solution specialist nor any drain tech wears his face mask. I was given a safety training and test. The very next day, I began to use taught safety practices. Except, during my continuous training, Chris arrived at the home late, pet a dog, and the dog started bleeding all over the customer's home. I notified my managers Rob Saba and Rob L. Chris, who reported me for communicating information to a sewer tech and asked questions regarding the issue with Lucas, making him aware of policies of such communications, then asks, could I ask you to tell me if I've made a mistake with a customer so that I can make my own corrections? I'm not sure that there has been any warning for that. In parallel, in front of manager, Rob Lovinger, at a customer's home, I saw Chris zipper down. I notified Chris. He then ridiculed me about my pants loosening and lowering in my movement at the home. 
I also found Chris's zipper down a few days later. Chris did the same thing, ridiculed me about something completely different. When I talk to other employees, in the same manner that they ridicule, peers and managers take offense. Some of them report to management. The first warning I received was actually executed on my birthday, December 10, 2018, and presented on December 19, 2018. The second warning was presented on Martin Luther King Day, January 21, 2019. The first order was not to discuss information I've reported with co-workers. This was a direct order by Rob Saba. Nathless, I'm certain that Rob Saba's attempts to relieve me for unwarranted reasons would have transpired previously, except for, I was able to prove that I'd communicated concerns of Lucas' intoxicated driving while at work to another individual, John Coffer. I'm 100% certain that Rob Saba figured to cover Lucas, immediately. The following are problems which Rob Saba should be concerned, but instead, he unfairly singles out only certain employees to take grievance. Today, of five to six SSS staff, two, myself and Jeff, showed up to the mandatory, but, complete waste of time, waste of gas, irrelevant sales meeting. Training, none of the people within the organization are certified in plumbing, nor certified to train. Any employee any experience, due to incompetent management and training, may be guided in the wrong direction and held punishable for not remembering a simplicity, or for completing a task incorrectly. Legally, a handbook is required for every employer. I was never granted a book of any kind for safety, excavation or camera tech rotorooter never supplied an office training session, acts a week, with description of thorough pricing nor job technicality. I was put through training with personnel who broke driving laws, broke safety codes, and after reporting these violations, I was chastised, micromanaged, ridiculed, and threatened. I found a complete book located at the new Brighton office for restoration. After skimming the book, I asked Rob Saba, directly, for the SSS-slash-excavation training handbook. Saba claimed there wasn't a book. If you read the memorandum, skim for a possible misspelled word, underlying. It's spelled, underling. I believe the word is within to belittle and cause friction, purposely. In a training video from Invoice 48-2044-8268, both my managers, Rob Saba and Rob Lovinger were in the room and Chris, who was critiquing my excavation price test, and we watched the video. At the end of the video, the SSS was unable to penetrate the mainline any further. The SSS chose to sell an excavation to the customer. I identified an extremely small amount of water channeling through the obstruction. The obstruction, I was able to make out, was ice. I answered, run hot water, to be sure. Incorrectly Chris, in front of both Rob Saba, and Rob L, suggested the obstruction, one that they couldn't pass, was the city sewer. Had it been the city sewer, 
Rotorooter would never have had a reason to dig. One could reach in from the manhole and remove this block. Hindrances are either routes, where you send a drain tech, broken pipe, at which point one would perform excavation, offsets, at which point one would perform excavation, or bad pitch or bellies, at which point a pipe would be retaining water, excavation may need to occur. In this case, I suggest it is ice, and Chris argues, it's sewer, then offered none of the above antidotes. No one involved even so much hinted what we had been watching. They made no corrections. Management had just exposed assignments that were inappropriately priced and improperly performed, in every video suggesting accepted practices at Rotorooter. I'm certain that Rotorooter videos are recorded in a format that can be edited. Managers like Rob Saba are ready and willing to lie to staff, courts, attorneys, and the U.S. government. As well as alter videos and persecute students who would do the same in suggestion to integrity that doesn't exist within Rotorooter, nor Rob Saba. Pricing is used as an outline. Unfairly, not everyone is given the bottom lines of negotiation. My trainers, Chris Graham and Manny Castro, who have been employed a little over a year made it clear that they are constantly needing to negotiate with customers to retrieve their sales. Further, in the market, the customer is able to find pricing that is literally half of Rotorooters, constantly. Manny Castro used the excuse, overhead, for Rotorooters' high prices. What I'm certain of, when I'm able to purchase equipment, tractors, trucks, cables, cameras, I am able to save large sums of money on excavation. If any authority were to investigate Rotorooter pricing, Rotorooter would also be in violation of false advertising for not extending customers the same pricing and negotiating just due to suggestion, plus not offering each employee the same tools of negotiation. Information that I've submitted verbally has been changed to fit the standpoint of manager, Rob Saba. I submitted information in regard to Lucas being intoxicated on the job, and further suggested the possibility of him having a server put vodka and Sprite in my cup during lunch at a north suburb Carbone's Italian restaurant. The actual implication was either the cup had accumulated alcohol and it was still infested or, Lucas told her to put vodka in the cup. I hadn't drank in about a year, and I could taste the alcohol and the type of alcohol. The possibility was that Lucas may have suggested the server put the alcohol in my cup. It was a proposal of possibility. I believe when I would no longer drink out of the cup, the server didn't charge him for the drink. Rob Saba states in his report that this did not occur due to the receipt not having alcohol on it. More, as I sternly suggested that the drink was Sprite, which they may not have served when the order was placed, I'd went to the restroom and Lucas knew what I'd drank before the visit, Lucas ordered the drink. Rob Saba, documented that I said 7-Up. Had I not reported to a senior tech John Coffer, Rob Saba, would have stated he had no reason to believe that happened. He has mentioned that since the others had been engaged longer, he was obligated to believe them. 
Lucas told me verbally that he had been intoxicated while at work. Lucas also suggested that he is on prescription medication, he had come to work and had to regurgitate, many times, and his ex-wife's new black boyfriend had a lot of DUIs. And, I have every reason to believe, it was more than once. I do not believe upon report, Rob initiated a test for alcoholism to see how much alcohol was found in Lucas' system. I requested separation from him because I was learning bad habits, such as, drinking on the job, and not using the arrive button upon arriving at a customer home, on the RR app, application, for documentation. And, in a week, I hadn't learned anything new. Rob Saba quotes, you have to open to constructive criticism. Unjustly, I've been subjected to lies and presented a waste of time, consistently. I am 100% certain that under Rob Saba's authority, I am not being given a fair opportunity to learn my position and progress within stability. I believe Rob Saba is anti-black, willing to practice conspiracy and racist, unfair treatment, and conspiracy offenses against me. Plus, I am certain that he is planning to find a reason to completely terminate my employment from Rotorooter. I believe that Rob Saba should be removed from the role of management at Rotorooter, and I found belief, he is not capable of managing employees, nor driving sales goals. I constantly find myself under management unable to do a better job than I, faced with false, negative situations, ridiculous-slash-minuscule non-factual arguments and terminated before I'm able to build my resume. I've been forced to find, in every job that I've attempted since 2007, with employment at will, company management will make continuous mistakes, steal from customers, present false information, then, lie and cheat to get away with it. This treatment is bias, belittling, unfair and is in violation of Minnesota state and United States federal laws. Moreover, I will not accept being ridiculed by complete ignorance. I demand a complete and thorough investigation regarding each of these matters and the removal of Rob Saba. An attachment is being submitted with a memorandum, my answer to memorandum, a written and final warning. Unwarranted claims reported against me are attached. Rob proceeded to instruct that no such scenario as ice in sewer lines was justifiable. I could not believe that. Of course, there were three cases after I went to the field where the sewer inside of the house and outside contained frozen water. During my fieldwork, after I had passed, Rob kept calling me back to the office. He was taking away my chance to make money and bothering me. The part that irritated me the most was that every time I was called back it was to clarify something. Stay mindful, all of my notes were written digitally and on a form. Nothing changed from my notes to the Rob Saba visits. I was certain of price. Still, Rob Saba constantly tried to drive a price far outside of the boundaries of good profit for the job. It costs less than $1,000 to do the work. Usually, a job can be done in less than a few hours.
but they include the city and all kinds of others to firm their dance of tyranny. Long as the city says, they have to pay the city for permits. Permits are literally worthless. It did not matter whether business or resident they conned the people out of money. Their pricing was $5,000 to $30,000. Check around. You can always find the same exact service for half of or less than half of what Rotorooter charged. And get the same job or better. Besides, your house insurance and or the city should actually pay for that service. Closed.